All you ladies pop that thing like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't quit, just do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it now, do it good. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, for another incredible episode of Naked Beauty. I interview Nana, and she is just so great and full of amazing positive energy, but she also just keeps it so real. This was our first conversation, by the way, that you guys are hearing. I didn't know Nana before we did this interview. I knew of her, and I knew her work. She's the social media editor at New York Mag's The Cut, which is may I just say, one of the hardest jobs in media. Doing social media for a brand or a publication is one of those always-on jobs that requires constant, constant energy and focus and attention, and you have to be analytical. I used to do social media for Ralph Lauren for two years, and I swear it was like, I think those two years felt like four or five years just because you're on all the time. Like you have to work on weekends. You have to respond to comments. You also have to like do all of the analytics as well. So you're doing community management, but also editorial planning. It's a lot, but I could think of no one more up to the task than someone like Nana. She has only been working for three years, but she is just so driven, so ambitious. I think she is definitely, definitely one to watch. She's already made such an amazing name for herself, but you guys are going to love how refreshing her honesty is. We talk about so much in this episode, everything from baby hairs to wigs to why you need a lip liner, but also what it was like for her growing up, what it's like when you don't see other kids that look like you growing up. I really appreciated the honesty, the vulnerability. This is one of those epic conversations. So tuck in. I hope you guys are somewhere comfortable to listen to this episode. I appreciate you guys tuning in at Naked Beauty Planet. That's the community on Instagram. DM me, give me feedback. I love to hear you guys tell me what you love about the show, what you want more of. I'm always open to feedback and suggestions, and I'm at Brooke DeVard on all social platforms. Subscribe to the show if you're not subscribed, and if you take the time to rate and review, it would mean a lot to me. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Let's get into my convo with Nana. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I am here with Nana Ajamain. That was perfect. Amazing. (laughs) So proud of myself. Um, You have like one of the hardest jobs in media. You're social media editor at New York Mag's The Cut. Yeah. 
But like you've done so much also, like maybe let's just go through. You were a fashion reporter at the New York Times. Yeah. You started your career at BBC. Yeah. You did freelance for Elle magazine. Yeah. You started Every Stylish Girl, your own media platform for kind of women of color in fashion. So you're a content strat, no, associate editor, content strategist at Refinery29. I'm like, and you're you're so young too. And now you're at New York Mag, but you're like, it's not like you've been in the industry for that long. You've just been like hustling, like at it. Three years. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like I've done too much. (laughs) No, it's incredible. It's incredible. So is it fair to say you're an overachiever? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think growing up, it was like the people I surrounded myself with were just such go-getters. We're all first generation. Okay. First um, generation from? America. Oh, okay. So Ghanaian. Yeah, okay. You're but, you're from Ghana. Yeah. My family's for, from Ghana. So I'm first generation okay. American. Okay. Um, but all my friends, like we all are, all of our family migrated to the States. So we knew that we had to work twice as hard, right? Right. Um, to prove to them, like, you know, we're going to make you guys proud because you came yeah. all the way here. So the expectation was always excellence. A hundred percent. And where did you grow up? Uh, I always like take a deep breath when I tell this story. <laughs> I'm like, what should I say? We're ready um, for it. So I was born in Newark, New Jersey. So okay. literally down the street from yeah. here. Always was obsessed with the city life. Wanted to live in New York City. Yeah. Um, my parents were like, nah, you're going to move to Ohio. <laughs> so oh, wow. relocated to Ohio um, in middle school. And mm. that was a huge culture shock for me. I'm sure. Um I'm like, oh, God, I came from like an urban city and to just come to cows and deer in my backyard and very rural America. Wow. Yeah. And middle school is already a tough time. Such an awkward time in your life. Such an awkward time. I feel like we most of us block it out because it's literally the most awkward time of life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get to that when we talk about beauty. So then stayed in Ohio, but then was like, I need to get out of here, go to a city, move to D.C. for college. Okay. Yeah. So you went to GW. Exactly. And then you got your... Journalism degree at Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So went there for grad school. Very decorated. Your parents <laughs> must be very proud. So, okay, but let's talk about moving to Ohio in middle school. And like, uh, did you feel like you fit in? Were there other women of color? Or girls, I should say. Were there other black girls around? No. Okay. Like, I mean, this was the first time when I was in... It was like fifth grade. I was like, wow, I'm the only black woman here. And not only that black girl here, but not only that, it's like I'm the only dark skinned black Mm. girl here. Right. Mm. So I stuck out like a sore thumb. I mean, like and I was tall. Right. Yeah. Um, So people would be like, where are you from? Like you're African. Right. Like you're so dark and all these like, you know, the typical thing, African booty scratcher. Like I really got picked on about my skin color. Yeah, for for the longest time. And that was the same time that I started wearing, like, hair extensions. You know, I thought colored contacts were cool. Like, whatever oh, wow. would... Make and unfortunately, assimilate. like, yeah, exactly. Make me assimilate, but also, like, the Eurocentric features, right? Like, that straight hair, the light eyes. Really tried to, like, change my image because mm. I thought, like, that would make me feel cool, right? Or feel pretty or feel beautiful. Wow. So, yeah, like you said, like, I had to assimilate to where I was and... At such a young age, I was so pure and I didn't know, like, I didn't have anything to look at to tell me that I was beautiful. And this was perfectly normal to be a brown skinned woman with curly hair. Oh, my gosh. Of course. How did your parents talk to you about this? Right. That's a great question. They didn't. I mean, 
they grew up in Ghana. Right. Everyone looks like them. There is no like right, right? like right. they they never face that. So I, it wasn't relatable to them. So I didn't yeah. really have anyone to talk to about this. I oftentimes like turn to writing, right? Yes. Um, turn to journalism to kind yeah. of use that as a space to voice my struggles, but. I just sucked up. I, I really didn't talk to anyone, mm. unfortunately. And it didn't help that the magazines um, and the television shows didn't mirror me at all. Right. right. So there was like, <laughs> there was no re- relatability anywhere. Right. Um, Is it fair to say that that's kind of what inspired you and pushed you to create the spaces and the work that you do now? A hundred percent. I mean, growing up and obviously also growing up as a teenager in Ohio, I really struggled. Mm. And I was obsessed with Teen Vogue. I was obsessed with mm-hmm. all the young magazines at the time. It was like, what was that one? Like J15 or something? J14. J14. Course, J14. Oh How could we God. forget? So it was like, I was I was so obsessed with teenage magazines and still didn't see a reflection of myself and for some awkward reason why I was obsessed with Lauren Conrad too. Because oh I started hills. watching The Hills and Laguna Beach. Still didn't see my reflection. Yes. Um, I so, don't think there were any black people on that show. No. But there any were also Asian, rarely nothing. black people on television, right? Right. In commercials. Like, yeah. Anywhere. So for me growing up and being like 15, 16, I had got involved with the yearbook club. Okay. And so that's when I started to like tell our stories. I was a mm. photographer oh, on I the love yearbook that. staff and take photos of different yeah. women of color, different backgrounds. I mean, but it's, it's so interesting for me to hear you say this because you're so objjectively beautiful, right? Thank you. I mean, just like textbook, like beautiful bone structure, great Thank cheekbones, you. gorgeous wow. skin, Thank gorgeous you. eyes, like beautiful Girl, I lips. beat my face before I came here. No. I made sure I look good. I was like, hold on. No, it's a beauty but, podcast. But you are beautiful. So, Thank you. So when did you kind of realize that you were beautiful? Did it take time? Brooke, when I tell you this, you're like, honestly... A year ago. Wow. Nana, no. A year ago, yeah. I struggled in college. Yeah. I mean, same thing in college. Just a, It's just a different thing, right? Now it's like colorism, mm-hmm. right? And now it's like, okay, I prefer a mixed race girl with curly hair, you know, loose, loose curls versus like kinky hair and mm-hmm. darker skin. Like it was still a major struggle for me yeah. growing up in college. I mean, going through college um, yes. and growing up too as well. So it wasn't until I started saying daily affirmations to myself in the oh, mirror. I love that. What affirmations did you say? Honestly, just the regular ones. Like, you are beautiful. Like, you know, you're a brown skin queen. Mm. Um, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Just those regular, those small affirmations that made a huge difference in yeah, my life. Absolutely. Um, and then every stylish girl took off about like, I would, I would say we really took off like a year ago. So tell me about starting Every Stylish Girl. Yeah. Um, So I started it when I was a grad student at Columbia, when I fully launched it, became an LLC and everything. And for me, I I don't like to tell my parents this, but I really went to Columbia because I wanted to move to New York City. And it was too expensive for me to just come here and get a job. Mm -hmm. So I knew like education was the way in because I could take a bunch of loans out and that could pay for my housing. Right. So I was like, great, when I come here, like, I'm going to start featuring people that I wouldn't have been able to um, connect with being in D.C. or in the DMV right. area. So I started featuring, like, editors. I met Yara Shahidi that year and featured her there. And um, just people with such big following and big brands for themselves and um, big voices and, and messages. And how, how did you reach out? Because I, I feel like there's so many girls listening that have their own blogs or maybe even podcasts and they feel like, Oh, how do you even begin to reach out to these people? Did you just do like a cold email? I finessed it. I okay. finessed it. I was sending it from my L email. <laughs> L, don't come at me. But I'd be like, hey, like, would 
love to meet with you. I never said it was for L. I yeah. just said, would love to meet with you yeah. for coffee. Make that what it is. Like you can associate <laughs> that with with with, with um whichever. Yes, okay. But I would meet with them. I'd be like, hey, can you tell me about your story? Like I actually have a platform that features women of color, and I'm trying to fix the pipeline issue in the media and fashion industry that doesn't mm. allow Black women to work in this space, mm, right? Mm. That doesn't give us a voice in this space or representation. So they were like, when you hear that, right. of course I want to talk to you, right? Like, you know, I just so happen to have my camera. So, of course, I'm going to let you take a few photos of right. me. So, it was really just finessing the system. Yeah. Like, I'm working for you guys. I'm going to make the most out of it for yep. myself. Yep. So, that's really how I got, like, you know, Tatiana Elizabeth from America's Next Top Model and how I, like, you know, was able to get Yara and all these prominent figures was just being able to, like, use the advantage of working at L. Yeah, that's With, great. Without that, I mean... People do check their DMs, which I say, like, is a great, like, yes. is, you know, it's great access now. Gabrielle Union DM'd me the other day. What? I know. I love her. I know. I'm trying to get her on the show. She's like, I'm filming, but maybe. How did that come about? She just started following me on Instagram and then uh-huh. she was liking all this stuff. And then I was like, I'm shook. I'm obsessed with you. Like, can you be on the show? And she was like, sorry, I feel like I'm being such a creeper. I've gone through all of your stuff. I'm even as far back as your wedding video. And I was like, <laughs> creep all you want. Like, I live. I live. <laughs> so is she um, coming on the show? I mean, I have to lock in a date. I mean, <laughs> nice. you, know, you I know you have interviewed Gabrielle Union yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> And you know how hard it is with like scheduling and logistics, especially if you're not like I'm talking to She's her. Not, yeah. I'm like, can I have like an assistant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I feel like, um, yeah, it's just hard to lock people down. That's real. That's yeah. real. But no, she's also someone that really spi- inspired me when I'm thinking of people that, you know, mirror my same image. Like yeah. is a brown skinned woman is beautiful. Wears her natural hair, yeah. like fully embraces it goes constantly without makeup all the time yeah she's everything yeah she's such a free spirit so it was icons like that growing up when i was a teenager that i saw that i was like you know we are beautiful another icon that i feel like you and i will have in common growing up that i loved was naomi campbell i had pictures of her i am like how hold up i I am naomi campbell (laughs) i mean very casual i saw you just like taking selfies with her in ghana like having a whole moment and i was like nana's like you guys weren't it wasn't just like oh let me get to take a picture with you as a fan like you guys were like having a kiki you guys were she's she's amazing so i've obviously posted her a few times from her airport routine okay of course Uh, iconic plane routine love it but then also i had seen her at the met gala okay so yeah you did the red carpet for the met gala like you interviewed all of these i mean like it's like anna winter was walking by you (laughs) and i was like hey anna over here so and good. she actually walked over, which is crazy. Um, so had seen Naomi there, and I think I saw her one place before that, another red card. But anywho, I've seen her a few times, but this was the first time we actually got to have a conversation. And yeah. I told her how big of an inspiration she is to all of us, right? Even like height was something I struggled with too. Mm. I was like the tall. Yeah, how tall are you? I'm five nine. That's yeah. like a blessing though. Oh, thanks. But how tall are you? I'm five eight, okay. but I like kind of lie sometimes and say I'm five eight and a half. <laughs> Okay, so, like, we get it, <laughs> yeah. right? So it was, like, being that sore thumb, like, that tall, black, awkward girl. Like, I was really awkward. Okay. Um, so it was, like, all those things. So being able to, like, talk to Naomi and talk to Gabrielle Union, women I really, really admired mm-hmm. growing up, was an honor, yeah. right? And I still get inspired by them till this day when I see their photos on Instagram. Absolutely. Like, well, 
in your role, actually probably across all of your roles, you get to try so many beauty products, like everything that comes out, like you're in it, like you know about it. So I'm dying to know like what your favorite, favorite products are. I'm honestly a mess. And this is something I was like, I can't wait to talk to you about because I need to hear your favorite products because I am struggling. I mean, I've tried everything like so most recent has been um, Dr. Barbara Sturm. Okay. I've used all her dark yes. skin tone line. Okay. All the, by the way, all the influencers and editors love her because I feel like she gets to you guys, gives you the free product. And that's fine. I, I love it. I love to see it. I love to see that she's recognizing <laughs> women of color, but you are getting it for free, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you love it. Yeah. Okay. But um, because it's expensive. Yeah. It's yeah. very expensive. I think all her products are like 200 and up. Yeah. But I will say it really did change my friend's skin really? a year before. Before, like, I think she used to buy it. Like, this wasn't even, like, yeah. an influencer thing. Yeah, I yeah, heard yeah. about her, like, years ago. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, don't got the budget years ago. Um, but now she, had, you know, she's invited Dark Soul Women to come into her space, influencers, editors, yeah. to talk about. And I love that she recognizes how this the audience. Her skin. Yeah. Um, and she has a specific line that is the clearifying serums. And it comes with, like, um, serums and the hyaluronic acid and then there's like moisturizers and all this stuff just specifically for like clarifying the skin mm-hmm. so i was like great i'm so excited to try this and i don't know maybe brooke i'm not a patient person and that's something i have to work on people all my skincare friends my friend um she runs skincare company hana hana beauty and she's always oh, yes. telling me abana, abana she's yes. been on the show we love her yeah, naked beauty <laughs> that's my sister and she's telling me be patient you see in her skin it's yeah gorgeous flawless. yeah but I don't know. I've tried from expensive to I just tried Tula Beauty and that's yeah. not working. So I don't really know. My mom is just like, girl, if you don't just use apple cider vinegar and call it a day and I mix know. that with some water. What's your what's your primary skin cons- concern? <laughs> because you have great skin. OK, thank you. Uh, I'm like thinking in my head like, no, I don't. But it's pretty much just like breakouts. Like okay. I'll just have random breakouts yeah. or just like small rashes yeah. on my cheeks okay. yeah. and i wash my pillows twice a week oh, yeah. like i clean my cell phone with alcohol yeah. on the cover like i do all the things that i feel like are aligned with yep. preventing acne from your cheeks but sure. i still have it well if you're having like little small breakouts <clears throat> sometimes it could even be trying too many different products and like confusing your skin a lot of times like my dermatologist is the, is the first person to say this simplifying your skincare routine can do wonders for your skin so just like doing less and trying less products i also say i'm gonna side with your mom here a clay mask have you ever done like a like bentonite clay is it the aztec okay the aztec clay that's bentonite clay yeah have you done that that i feel like it didn't work for me in college because like i remember all my friends in college were using and i was like let me try it but yeah i think it was like extremely drying and it actually didn't help my breakouts okay and have you gone to a dermatologist have you tried retinol so yes okay i tried that for two days and then i stopped girl i had a problem with that we'll talk about (laughs) that later two days i will say three to six months no because i felt like my rashes were Three to six months, really? Yes, three to six months, Nana. No one tells me this. Okay. <laughs> we'll, vis- we'll revisit Two that. days. But I just, I actually just did a post on Instagram. And I was like, if you guys know any derms that treat people of color, please oh, yeah. respond. Dr. Elena Jones. But everyone was responding and saying like, 
if you find anyone, let me know. Like, it's been a struggle in, yeah. in Manhattan because I yeah. live in Manhattan. They're yeah, like, yeah. Dr. Elena Jones is on 86th Street. She's been on the show. So many of my listeners have gone to see her since really? I aired her episode. She's great. She treats Pharrell also. So oh, that's okay. really all you Wow. Need okay. So yeah. I found there was a Nigerian woman, Dr. O. I heard okay. about her in Midtown. And then she referred me. She actually doesn't take insurance. Oh, so, okay. yeah. She's on the price here, but she's amazing. She referred me to... um. Upper East Side, another doctor, Dr. Kirby, okay. that I'm going to see in two weeks. Okay, and she's great. a woman of color. Love it. So I'm going to see how that goes. Yeah. But at first I was like, I don't need a derm. I'll figure no, this no, all no. out. But I'm so pro-dermatology because it's too hard to self-diagnose and figure everything out on your own. Girl, I was self-diagnosing with everything. I know. And <laughs> People were like, stop doing that too. Well, you, you spend too much money too. It's, it's, people will be like, oh, I don't want to pay for a dermatologist. But I'm like, but you're, you'll buy $300 worth of products in a month well i was getting facials like oh, twice wow. a month whoa because i like i don't know i assume like if yeah. i had someone treat it an esthetician treat my face then that would help me prevent yeah. the breakouts and yeah. everything but yeah it's it's deeper than that yeah. so any beauty trends that you're like loving at the moment oh <sighs> that's a good question hmm oh i guess it, it's more of like a skincare trend but the zit stickers Okay, yeah, those are I'm fun. obsessed with those because yeah. it actually works. Yeah. Um, so I've been using those. And I like know Starface has one. Yeah. Um, so I'm really obsessed with that. And then as far as makeup goes, I would just say like, and I feel like this goes in and out, but just a dark lip liner. Mm, For yeah. the longest, I actually didn't wear colors, like bright colors on my lips or even playful colors because I didn't know how to blend it. Like I yeah. didn't want the sharp contrast between yeah. my skin tone yeah. and yeah. like a red lip. Yeah. I'm like, I look like a clown. Um, but <laughs> realizing, are game changers. But I want to say in particular, ladies, brown skin queens, just get you a deep, dark brown yeah. lip liner yeah. and it goes with every color. Yes. Yes. I told my friend that and it changed her life. She wears it with a red lip all the time now. Yeah. She wears it with an orange lip all the time. A pink, I, yeah. lip. pink, pink gloss. Basically, brown liner and gloss is my daily like. That's and your lip combo is really nice. What do you have you. on? I have on the Charlotte Tilbury lip cheat. Uh-huh. I think the color is called Foxy Brown or something. And then okay. I have, I don't know. It's like a nude gloss that just popped over it. Do you have a liner on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's oh. the that's the liner, the Charlotte Tilbury. Oh, because it's covering do, your whole lip. Yeah. So you just blended out the yeah. liner to look like yeah. a full lip. Yeah. It's really good. Thank you. Really like Thank it. you. Really what like lip liners do you like? I just keep it simple. I go to the drugstore and I just pick up any one ninety nine okay. dark brown lip liner. Um NYX that, is always really good. Yeah. I would is say NYX or NYX. I never know. That's a great question. <laughs> Guys, comment on the Naked Beauty Planet Instagram account because I have no idea. I, I just, I honestly just interchange the two because I don't too. know. I'm like NYX, Nyx. Yeah, I know if I say Nyx, you know what that means, but yeah. I don't know if I say Nyx. Like that's a common word. I don't know. True, true, true. Um, that's hilarious. I never I've, hear people like I see it written all the time, but I don't hear people say it that much. Oh, okay, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> um, but actually, our beauty director said Nyx the other day. Oh, really? So I think it is Kathleen. Yeah, I think okay. it is Nyx. But Nyx, their darkest brown, is kind of like my solid go-to, nice. and I use all their lip colors yeah because they have a great uh variation one beauty trend that you participated in that i feel like again like you know how some days you just like get on instagram and you're like did everyone get the sleek bob memo oh snap yes your sleek bob (laughs) killed it just the middle part thank you dark hair but like gorgeous thank you you said it was one of the best decision beauty decisions you've ever made yes so my girl in ohio makes these fire wig shout out to justina that was a wig yes wait what'd you think it was i thought it was your hair no oh should i not have told that can we cut that out (laughs) 
no, no. Let's keep it in because I have been very open about the show that I'm trying to get into wigs. Like I am trying to get into Girl, wig can life. we do a wig 101 right now? Yes, like, tell uh, me, teach so me. first of Just all, be careful with hitting the table. Okay, I'm getting too excited, y'all. <laughs> um, so I don't do any type of glue, frontal, all that. I, I can't do that. I can't really? do the lace front glue stuff. No. Okay, so it's not even a lace front. Just teach us because I'm like, I need, I need. So all I know I have frontal in my hair okay. and obviously like it's lace there, but it's not lace where it's like the baby hair is okay. in front because I can't handle doing oh, all yeah. of that it's every day with the gel. And I feel like I'm going to lose my edges. Yeah. Apparently you don't though. When you use mm-hmm. got to be glue, I think, I think you're fine. But how could putting glue on your edges not compromise your edges? Like, I just don't believe it. Because first you do the wig cap on your hair. Yeah. And then you spray the got to be glue on that wig but cap. But that wig cap's not that thick. It's very... It's not a shield. Yeah. It's, it's very, very porous. Sheer. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. So I'm always like wary about that so i just get the solid wig that you can literally just put over your head okay but what she does is she makes it custom for me so she gets my head measurements which is really important and then what she'll do is the lace in front she'll make it really thin so when you lay it there's no bump or anything okay and And what's your hair like underneath yeah tell me what's under under is just very tiny cornrows okay and that's it and that's like my wigs has been i would say i started doing wigs about two years ago because that's when I went natural. Yes. That's okay. Another struggle. Um, so <laughs> Wait, but how do you secure it? Is it bobby pins? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, no. So it's clips. clips. They're like clip-ins in there. Okay. Um, two clip-ins in there. Or what people do is they do the um, the band. Okay. Yeah, the headband. And there. you take it off at night. Mm-hmm. And then that's great because you can get to your scalp. That's my big oh, thing. Like, yes. I need to be able to get to my scalp. you can wash your hair anytime. Yeah, okay. Like, I mean, I've had this wig for about like two years and I just rotate. I have a long one. I have a short one. I'm okay. getting a new curly one because wavy hair is now in. I curly, know. wavy, long. I know. Yeah. Okay. I'm 2020 is like going to be the <laughs> year that I dye a wig. Let I, me know. I just like creep on the sidelines and I like look at all of these different wig things. And I'm like, what is this I magic? See you. I'm like imagining your face right now. You have a beautiful oval shaped face okay. and a nice bob. Uh, Would it be yeah, good? Okay. Beautiful. Okay. And it's nice because you travel a lot. I so do. it's so easy to not worry about like if it's going to rain, will your braids mess? You know, like yeah, yeah, all yeah. those little things. Yeah. When you have a wig, you're yes. good to go. So you went natural only two years ago. Yeah. Okay. And so. I'm very new. So do you wear your natural hair out or are you more protective styling? I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. I'm 100% protective styling. Okay. And I say that because I am constantly working. Like, yeah. I am extremely busy. It's a lot busy. of work, yeah. Um, so, it's, one, it's just the cost of paying for so many different curl enhancement <laughs> creams, smoothies, deep conditioners. <laughs> the reason why I say it's so expensive in, in the beginning is because you're obviously trying So everything. much trial and it's, error. It's so much trial and error. And it's like... First of all, I don't have time for that. Then secondly, it's the upkeep. No, really. No, it's, no, I'm it's laughing the upkeep because it's and true. having to do the yeah. twist out every single night or do the yeah. pineapple every single yeah. night. And then in the morning, I don't know what I'm going to see when I wake up because my hair can really change overnight. Oh, yeah. Um, so or then, not even just overnight. You can take your twist out and it can look bomb. And then like two hours later, you like catch a reflection right. or something and you're like, this, where's my hat at? <laughs> what? Yeah, this is not how I look this morning. Right. Yeah. So... Where I get to the place where I have more time on my hands to be able to try out different yeah. natural hairstyles, I will 100% do that. I ain't going back to the perms, though. But yeah, okay, for, for now, I'm just going to do protective styles. Yeah. So doing the wigs, doing the cornrows. And I know a lot of people will argue and say, well, so why did you go natural if you're not embracing your natural hair? And I just tell them, like, as a working woman, like, I work 24-7. I just don't have the time, Absolutely. you know? But I love my natural hair. Yeah. Um, 
it's just very time consuming. And also when it does get longer, because your hair is going to grow so much in those protective styles. When it does get longer, it is easier to style. A hundred percent. Because I could just do a bun. <laughs> exactly. You can just, you can just, because when it's short, that's when I feel like you have to really like get the styles got to be on point. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's actually been natural hair has just been a constant battle journey. for me because yeah. a journey because I really want to embrace it, mm-hmm. um, which actually for my birthday, my past birthday, I got natural hair clippings. Oh, I love natural. Did you get it from heat free hair? What was the brand? Oh, I don't remember the brand. They just sent it to me. Okay. Yeah, but I know she was based in the UK. They were beautiful. I love natural hair clip-ins. Because the thing is with like weave and any hair that's not our own, it's so hard to blend. And then you have to put the heat on your hair so it does blend. And then you're damaging your own hair and getting heat damage. So I love natural hair clip-ins because you can like play with fun looks, but then you don't have to like heat your hair. Right. And it's like I can give myself that huge bun I always wanted in my life. (laughs) And just wrap my clip-in around. Yeah. Um, So that was fun. Like test thing and playing with that but you still have to make sure like right you said your hair is blending with the clip-ins yeah. and that's good to yeah. go because that's still a little bit of time but i will always go back to that like when it, when i feel like in the summertime when i want to wear my hair natural definitely gonna add those clip-ins back in yes okay. but for now it's all about the wigs and what about makeup faves yeah so i'm a diehard mac girl okay yeah. you're Second guest in a row, I just talked to someone who's worked in the beauty industry, I want to, like, decades, and she said, people don't like MAC foundation. She says, I think it is Because it's heavy, right? Well, she likes the MAC face and body foundation. She was saying that that's the best, and she said it's lighter, but she's like, I love it. I swear by it. So, you're a MAC girl. I'm all MAC, like... And I think the reason why was before we started doing 40 shades of whatever color, <laughs> we only had so many few yeah, companies and, and that had made, our shades. Yeah. Right. So that's why I still ride for them is like they've had our shades. My mom grew up using Mac, you know, like yeah. so she passed that down to me. And I'm a very specific. You must shade. have a young mom. How long is Mac? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's oh. I'm sorry. So my mom used Mac when she was an adult. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I've been You're using like, my mom Mac. grew up <laughs> using Mac. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I meant grew up in America. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. when she yeah, yeah, was yeah. here, she when you can Mac remember. in her 20s. But you know what? That is so powerful. The makeup that you see your mother putting on when you're young and impressionable and like learning about beauty, that does. Like I can remember my mom definitely doing Mac. I can remember Revlon, Estee Lauder. Like there's certain it brands resonates with that me, I remember right? her putting yeah. on as part of her getting ready ritual. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I saw growing up like, whoa, they had so many variations. Yeah. And I use a very particular color that with every other line, even like y'all might fight me on this, but Fenty Beauty doesn't have my shade because her foundation oxidizes on my skin. I put it on one shade. I go outside. I look 10 shades darker and Mm. it, it truly, and I'm, such a big person like it has to match your neck if your foundation doesn't match your neck i'm gonna call you out on it girl yeah. so like fenty it won't match later on okay which that's is your truth yeah so that's personally so, but just what's what's your mac shade because i'm sure a lot of like people who follow you are like oh i'm close to non skin yeah. tone like, let's drop the shade number <laughs> so i'm nw48 and okay. for the longest oh god i was using nw45 which is actually too light for me yeah. um so i like that it's just like two shades difference and you can go with that for concealer, I love NARS. Can't do their foundation, but can do their okay, concealer. Okay, the, the NARS Creamy Radiant Concealer. Yeah. My fave. Amand is my shade. Wait. Oh, I use that. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> I, use, I use Amand and Truffle. But I, I use like a bright... I like a bright, bright concealer. Yeah. That's, and that's just always been my thing. Because yeah. I'm still that, like, I like to contour. Yeah. I like to bake. I like that yeah. bright concealer. 
Um, but, but you're a makeup makeup girl. You're I'm, baking and contouring. Yeah, oh, I love it. Yes, okay. contouring, snatching my nose up, snatching my cheeks up, doing my brows. <laughs> love like it. I am really into it. My best friend is a makeup guru, okay. so makeup influencer. Oh, what's her um, name? Vanessa Jima. Okay, we'll link to her in the show yeah, so you guys can she's follow her. Everything for brown skin queens, and she shows you like how to do different fun yeah, looks. Love it. So she really taught me like how to apply makeup mm-hmm. and do my brows because God, my brows used to be so horrifying. Your brows are gorgeous. What is this a powder? <clears throat> What's what's going on with you? Yeah, so I switch it up. Okay. Um, sometimes I use the Mac. Um, I think it's like Spike or Spiked. Um, Spiked, yeah, yeah, the that's great. Eyebrow the pencil. pencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I usually do that because it really adds a lot of definition. Yeah, there. and it's a fine tip. That's what I like about yeah. it because you know when you get to the front, you want to go like up this and do the tiny, strokes. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I learned about doing brows that helps me so much. Mm-hmm. I'm lazy. Like today, I just did like a brow gel because I'm lazy, but. Uh-huh. Brows are supposed to take a long time. Yeah. And I think I was just like rushing them and doing it too quickly. And a makeup artist told me, they were like, your brows should take 10 minutes. And I was like, what? That's what Vanessa says. She takes 15 minutes on her brows. But it makes the difference between like a rushed, <laughs> sloppy brow or because it's really these like it's fine, the strokes. Yeah, feather light strokes. Yeah, you have to be strokes. going up. Yeah. Right, you really have to. Follow. So before I would just draw the line, draw the line, yeah, fill it in, fill it in. Boom, I'm boom, out. Boom. Coloring book, <laughs> yep, yep. But it's like I conceal it. You know, I do, I yeah. do all of that to them. Um, so I'm really big on like a good lip liner. I can't okay. leave the house with a good lip liner. And then recently, like I would say last year. I'm putting it out there because I did do it. And you can ask anyone at Refinery29. I was the first one there who did lash extensions. I started it. Then everyone, everyone started doing it. lash extensions <laughs> there. Well, I mean, the black women at Refinery, at yeah. least. And they will tell you, but like, Nana was the first one to do lash extensions. Really? And then we all started going out. Yeah. But I naturally do have really long lashes. But I was like, oh, I wanted something extra. And since then, I've kind of been dabbling in lash extensions okay. here and there, which really help when you're traveling a lot and you yeah. want to just do like a light beat. Yeah. And you're just done every day. I hate taking off concealer too, to be honest. The whole makeup removal process is... <gasps> oh my gosh. Takes forever. But I, there's this new product. Walk me through. Also, I want to hear your oh my gosh. process too. It would take 10... We would never get to the end of this do podcast. You use, do you use oil? Oh, yes. There's okay. an oil cleanser. There's actually one that I'm loving right now from GoTo Skincare called Fancy Face. Oh, it's incredible because okay. it's just one product and mm-hmm. it takes off your entire face. Really? Yes. Okay. I was using makeup wipes till a few months ago. No, no, no. Makeup wipes. You know what? Makeup wipes can be a good starter, but then you've got to cleanse after. Yeah. No, no, I do cleanse. Okay. But I mean, people were like, you need to actually cleanse with an oil. Oh, and yeah. then do your skin. Yeah, because oil helps to break down the makeup. Exactly. Okay. What are the three biggest beauty mistakes you've made and how have you learned from them? Oh gosh, not wearing lip liner was one. Um, oh god. Oh, I think I always did my edges, but really like learning how to do baby hair. I'm Y'all, so happy you brought this up. I used to do my. Oh lord, I don't even know where to start. I used to like do a big baby hair. I mean, I will pull all of my, not my edges. I will pull my hair down and do a huge swoop. I was out of this world. I'm very embarrassed. And then, let me tell you, my friend Vanessa didn't always give me the best advice. She told me, guys, and only one person in my life has a photo of this. I got my edges threaded. What? I removed my edges. Why? Because Vanessa told me, if you remove your edges, it's going to grow back so silky and smooth. And you won't have to, like, use as much product to lay them down anymore. So I got my edges removed. (laughs) 
a few years ago. <gasps> Only one person has a photo and I hope they never share oh, wait, it. Wait, I'm dying because I feel like everyone's oh trying to grow their edges and like have their edges prosper, but you got them removed. Well, they grew yeah. back. Yeah, because I wanted them, I will be honest, I wanted them a little thinner because she said like you can lay them easier when they're fine. I don't know. Anywho, she made that up, obviously. <laughs> so I got my edges removed and that was the most embarrassing moment in my life. Wait, can, I, can we... <laughs> on edges so i feel like i really sometimes i have to like have conversations with myself about how lazy i can be about my beauty because i've had these braids in i just got them refreshed a few weeks ago you're doing like the zoe kravitz look like it was this yeah but by the way i feel like so many people want the zoe kravitz look and they do they think they need to get human hair braids like this is synthetic hair it looks really good yeah it's just like synthetic hair but so many people do it wrong too when like they keep it in for too long and they don't lay their edges yours look okay because you want like the messy like messy yeah the braids can be messy but the edges so let me tell you about me not laying my edges for the longest time i would because when you have braids you don't have to do anything but the only sure. thing the only thing <laughs> that i feel like i was like brick if you can't take the five minutes to put a little gel on a toothbrush and lay your edges in the morning so good. just do it i know but like i realized that like i'm like you don't have to do anything with this hair just lay your edges and it makes a big difference it makes a huge difference yeah and, and recently i'm like even mousse and then blow drying it too just Ooh. like they do when you go to the hair salon when you first get your braids right and then tying that scarf over and blow drying it while you have the mu- the mousse on it oh, wow. um, that really just helps lay down any flyaways when amazing you, when you get your braids and it's been like a month i keep how long okay let's also question because I'm, I'm all, yeah. all over how long should someone keep their box braids in for i think four to six weeks Okay. Yeah. So I do like two months. Two months? Yeah. I mean, that's six weeks to two months. It depends how you keep it. I always try to do a scarf and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, silk scarf at night. Make sure you're washing Mm. them. Yeah. yeah. Because you have some people doing three weeks and then two months of months. I'm not going to sit that long for three weeks of a style. When I do crochet braids, that's quicker. I can do two to three weeks, but yeah, I'm not going to sit and get box braids and keep them in for three weeks. Right. Okay. So you could save, save to say one month to like a month and a half. And also now I'm going to be two months with these because. And they look good. Thank you. But I got, I got them like redone. Like I got the front redone. Oh yeah. People do that. People do that. Yeah. Okay. Where do you go to get your braids done? I go to Alicia. She goes by the hair artiste. Mm -hmm. Um, She's on the lower east side. She's amazing. That's a surprise. Someone on the Lower East Side. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's I great. always have to go to Harlem or Brooklyn oh. or Queens. Yeah. Girl, I, mean, I be traveling for my... My friends always say, girl, you travel for your hair. I sure We all do. do. We sure all do. do. And it's a full day affair. Yeah. But yeah, I think getting good braids is just a game changer. Especially, as you said, when you're busy and you're working, like, you don't have time... But I do love when I wear my natural hair, too. That's the thing. And especially like when you're at something like the Met Gala and you're so visible and you're like this beautiful black woman. I do think there's something powerful about wearing your natural hair. And I sure did rock some braids right there front and center, too. Yes, with your pink gown on the red carpet. And I was like, I just think you don't realize like you talked about growing up seeing those images. It makes a big difference. So I did speak to a lot of celebrities not to do my own horn. That wouldn't just stop for everyone. But I do think it is because they saw like, this woman has braids in her hair. This woman's wearing a bright pink dress. Like I stood out on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to seek that attention. Yeah, take up that space. Um, Right, because who wears braids, right? People think to like a formal gala, like who's going to wear braids? But I was like, I'm going to rock braids somewhere else. Yes. So yeah. Yes. 
I feel like 2020 New Year, people make all of these resolutions. Like, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. Like, what's your fitness situation like? Yeah, so I have a really bad sweet tooth. I know you do, too. Same sugar addiction. So real. And I think that hurts me a lot, like, obviously with my skin, but also with my body. Because I really don't eat bad. I don't buy fast food. I cook a lot of the time. I just cook jollof rice, to be frank with you. I make jollof rice, make my stew, plantains, and I eat that with vegetables. So it's not a fast food thing, but it's definitely sweet. It's like you can't say no to a cupcake. That's my thing. Yeah. And at work, what do we always get? Free snacks, right? Like there's always brownies, cupcakes, all the stuff. And I'm sure for New York Magazine, they send you guys like the good, good, like hottest new bakery, like matcha donuts. Like you're not walking by that. And then also we have a lot of people that that like to cook there, right? Because we have a food outlet. So it's just like, oh, oh God, it's it's a struggle. But (laughs) I will say what I have done is I'm trying to go less sugar, sugar free while not eating things that have added sugar in them. So I've been doing that for like the past two weeks. Okay, like having fruit instead. Exactly. Does it really satisfy the craving though? Um, yes. I will say it actually is helpful. Like I'll chew and have apple juice and I think that kind of has some added sugar. (laughs) Um, But just things like that, like just doing a smoothie, like that's really how I kind of exchange those. But I think that helps me a lot with my health. So then I go to the gym and I don't feel as bad and I try to Mm -hmm. work out Honestly, I don't want anyone to be hard on themselves. I feel like if you work out at least once a week, it makes a huge difference if you're in the gym for an hour. So I try to, if I can do a minimum of once a week and then three times a week at max. And I go on the weekends. So I go Friday, Saturday night. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. I I don't go out. I feel like you're probably really social during the week. Yeah, but I don't go out. I don't like to go out. Is it because you don't like drinking? You just don't like being up late? I don't drink. And then um, also... You don't drink, period. I'm in and out. Like for a really long time, I didn't drink. I started having wine recently because I went on vacation. But yeah. most of the time, no, I don't drink. And all my coworkers know me as like, Nana doesn't drink. I feel like alcohol doesn't really do that much for me. Yeah. Like it kind of like the next morning, like every time I drink a lot, I always wake up the next morning and I'm like, I hate alcohol. <laughs> me too. And you're like, I'm never gonna drink again. Why did like, you let me drink? It's just like, I feel right? like ah. But yeah. I think also I'm 30 now. I feel like, it's just like getting older too. Like my body doesn't process it the same okay. way I used to. No, since college, I've always had a horrible hangover. Like, yeah. yeah. So I always say like, I'm not going to drink anymore. So anywho, so I've cut out drinking, try to limit my sweet intake. And then I, I was telling my girlfriend on the phone, I'm like, honestly, the only part of my body I really care about is my stomach and like having a flat stomach. On stomach. Flat, flat. That's my biggest thing. I'm yeah. like, yo, I got thighs, like whatever. Like if my stomach is just yeah. flat, I'm good to go. So I go insane on my ab workout routine. Okay. And then obviously like I'll do elliptical for a little bit. But for me, like the biggest focus is it's like, your core. Yeah, it's my okay. core. So and then I think like that's why I don't drink soda i don't drink alcohol and i try not to have sugar for me it's like my so have you tried pilates pilates is so good for tightening your waist really no i haven't pilates is all about the core really yeah like so many like waist whittling exercises they talk about always in pilates like an internal corset like lacing up your internal corset like knitting those muscles together Oh, okay. I'm you gonna would love to Pilates. Pilates it's so fun. Do you do class pass or do you? No, I don't fall for any of those things. I'm re- pretty self motivated. Okay. I would say, so like, I've been going gym. into the gym since college. I really enjoy okay. it. It was like a huge stress relief for 
for me when okay. I was in college. Um, so I just picked back up with it. I'm just okay. like, when I have time, I, I'm like not afraid. I will like actually, like, I love going to the gym. Okay. Um, and do you, do you listen to music at the gym? Yeah. Or are you a podcaster? Okay. Music. Li- it's put a on mixture. your Afro beats. Uh... Right. <laughs> well, no, I actually put on some trap music when I'm at the yes, gym. Okay. Um, I'm all about, I made like a trap playlist when I'm at the gym. So it's just like Gucci man. <laughs> oh my it. God. I'm crazy. And that's just like what gets me really, really hype. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I'll have like burn a boy on because he gets me really hyped yeah. too. But and then when I'm on the treadmill, I'll do uh YouTube videos, <laughs> tutorials. Oh my and god, stuff. love it. Just like watch a full makeup tutorial. <laughs> right? You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. (laughs) The best time. Yeah. You, like me aren't just satisfied to have a very demanding full-time job. <laughs> yeah, You have to have a whole side hustle that takes a lot of your time outside of work as well, which yeah. I can heavily relate to. And actually, I think a lot of my listeners have passion projects outside of work. 100%. Every stylish girl, which you started four years ago, it's really taken off. Where do you kind of see it going in the future? So I see us being... Oh, gosh. So multidimensional. Being a casting company, helping Mm. people diversify who they have in front of magazines, um, who they have in ad campaigns. I also see us continuing with our conferences. We have those conferences that we um, hold in L.A., D.C. and New York City, where it's just a huge networking conference for women of color who want to get involved in media and fashion. And we bring big speakers out, right? Like Lindsay, Lindsay Peoples Wagner from Teen Vogue. She came out to speak from Refinery29. We had Pierre, the founder. So we really bring women who are taking up space in this industry to come and share their voice. Um, would love to have you in oh the upcoming gosh, ones. So we'll honored. definitely keep you connected about that. And so for me, it's like expanding these conferences, mm-hmm. having them be larger, you know, and then also as well, having a space for us. Like, so we have an internship program. So it's pretty much a 10 week training program that we bring women in for. You closely work with me and I teach you really like multimedia journalism. You're mm. reporting on the street. You're writing articles. You're interviewing top people in the wow. industry. You're going to award shows. You're going to influencer events. And I'm literally letting you create this digital portfolio that you need to get hired at a big company. Wow. So it's the first stepping stone to getting hired in the industry. And that's so major because you know, as well as I know, that's <laughs> that first opportunity that makes such a big difference. Yep. And it's things you can't learn in the classroom. They're not teaching you this in college how to right. interview people on the red carpet, right? right. <laughs> so um, it's just skills and tools I wish I had when I was in yeah. school, which is why I, you know, went um, into journalism more because I wanted to create this internship program slash yeah. training program for women. 
So I'm excited. You know, this year we're planning on going to Ghana, so which oh is why I'm God. like, come to Ghana. Um, so we'll be having a networking event in Ghana, um, which will be really, really amazing. And then our next Sip and Slate conference is going to be in April in New York City. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so exciting. Yeah. Well, final question. When do you feel most beautiful? That's a great question. I would say, honestly, I felt most beautiful recently just being in Ghana. Mm. I think it's like just being surrounded by people that look like you. Mm -hmm. You feel so confident. You feel so beautiful. Having fresh braids in my hair, right? Because when I touch it, I'm like, got to get my cornrows for $20. (laughs) Um, So it's like going there, having my braids done, not wearing makeup, just putting oil on my face. Um, You just feel absolutely at your rawest self and you feel so authentic. Authentic, and I think that's when I feel the most beautiful mm. is when I'm back home. Yeah, that's amazing. All the ads, by the way, all the billboards, all the ads are black people. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yes. All the advertising. Such um, a powerful feeling. Such a powerful feeling. So imagine how that makes me feel internally, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's a beautiful answer. Well, thank you so much, Nana, for coming for on Naked me. Beauty. Yeah. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you more. And I will link to all of the platforms where people can get to know you better in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you, Brooke. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.